What is up everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic day today. And today I'm very excited because I'm actually starting a brand new series. It's more like a little a video podcast, if you will. And in each of these videos, I'm basically gonna be addressing one question or one topic per video. And it's really just to get a, a better sense of um, the inner workings of, I think, working in music. I think a lot of us, you know, we focus on the technical side of things, like how to actually write music, how to compose, how to arrange, things like that. But a lot of the time, we don't get into the philosophical side of making music and um, whether it's all worth it, topics that will help us make better music in general that are not purely technical, you know, things like that. And uh, I'm just trying this out for now, you know, and if this is something you enjoy and you want to see more of, then I'm definitely all ears for suggestions and things like that. Um, but for today's episode, I wanted to start with perfect pitch. And this is kind of the question I get all the time. It's like, if you watch any of my videos where I play by ear, um, I do reactions to albums and things like that, you know, the number one question is always like, do you have perfect pitch? How do you identify the, the note names and the chord names so quickly? So that's something we're going to definitely talk about. And, you know, the benefits of having perfect pitch, absolute pitch, you know, being interchangeable. Um, but before we do that, I want to give you my, my brand new guide called the Composer's Toolkit. So if you're a composer, which you probably are if you're watching this, um, I, I do want to help you something on the technical side as well. So the, the, uh, the um, other really common question is, what tools do I actually need to get started? And what, are, what is the necessary equipment I need to actually start making music right away? So the Composer's Toolkit is basically a guide that will take you from point A to point B and tell you exactly what you need to get started making music right away. And I believe in working with affordable equipment. I don't think you need a whole bunch of expensive gear. I certainly don't have a bunch of expensive gear. I can show you my setup in a later video. Um, but if this is of interest to you, it's an absolutely free guide. You can just click uh, the first link in the description box and it is um, my gift to you for watching this video. <clears throat> so diving into perfect pitch, first of all, let's quickly define what perfect pitch is. Um, perfect pitch is basically abili the ability to uh, identify a given reference, sorry, a given tone, any note, a pitch, without the aid of a reference tone, right? So if someone said, Chris, what is this note? Dum, then with perfect pitch, I could tell you that's a G, right? Or if you go, Doo, then I could tell you it's a C sharp. And I didn't need to to uh, like, for example, play an A on the piano and say, you know, this is gonna be an A so that every other note, now you can actually name if you have relative pitch because then you, you're using intervals and you're, you're to basically compare the A to the other notes, if that makes sense. <clears throat> and uh, a follow-up question to that is like, can perfect pitch be taught? And people say you're born with it um, or, you know, it could be trained from a very, very young age, which I do believe is true because I do have friends who said they believed they have perfect pitch when they were very young, but because they weren't trained and um, and because they, they weren't brought up in music, then they actually, you know, it disappeared. So then, um, then the question is, how much does perfect pitch actually help in music, right? So me having perfect pitch, you know, um, my, my parents uh, trained me for, with it in, in a, from a young age. And they discovered it actually because we were in a car ride and uh, we had some songs on the radio. Um, and I think, I think on, on the way back to the car, I was singing the songs because I love to sing as a kid. I still do. Um, but I think my mom said, oh, that sounds like it was in the same original key. And so she put the song back on the, on the radio or on the, in the car, right? And, uh, and she was like, oh, Christopher, sing that again. So it turned out it was in the same key. And so that's how she found out. We did some more testing and that's how she found out. Um, but the, again, going back to the question, does perfect pitch really help with making music? And <clears throat> I think the answer 
is yes, if you have a developed ear with relative pitch as well. So what do I mean by that? Well, relative pitch is the ability to basically identify different notes given another note, right? And that's a really important skill to have. If you're trying to play by ear, if you're trying to play melody, right? I could be able, I might be able to sing that, but I might not necessarily know how to play it on the piano. So with the benefit of relative pitch, what that means is um, from da, 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 I can tell that from da, da, da is a perfect fifth. I know that's a fifth, right? So, you know, C, C, G, G, I might not even know the notes. Do, do, so, so, la, la, so. And I know the la, I know that note is there because it's a second up from the, from the previous note. So basically being able to identify your intervals to play melodies is a very key concept. And this actually ties into harmonic playing as well. If you wanna play chords, if you wanna play harmony in general, it's it's good to be able to tell um, the chord qualities and the chord structures, the inversions, things like that based on um, you know the song itself and how it relates to the melody. And you know that that is a much more important skill than having perfect pitch. Perfect pitch is actually can be a curse because um, if if we're brought up like listening to something that's considered in tune, right? And then we hear something that's not that exact, um, that's not belonging to that, ex that exact same tuning system, then it's going to bother me particularly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's fascinating. Like I didn't even know that it affected, um, it only affected people with perfect pitch. I thought that, you know, if I heard do, well, that's an A, right? So if that's A440, for example, and then we brought that down a couple cents, like a slightly flat, right? People with perfect pitch, because they have a set idea of what an A440 should sound like, they're going to notice that that's not entirely in tune. However, a relative pitch person, because they don't have a reference tone to compare it to, to them, it sounds completely fine. And if every other note in the piece of music that you're hearing is in that tuning system, like A438, then it's not going to bother them in the slightest. And that's something I, I wish... I was able to experience and not be bothered by that type of thing. Sorry, anyway, go. <laughs> that was a little tangent. But going back to, um, does it make composing easier? Um, for me, yes. Just because um, if, I, if I hear something in my mind, for example, if I hear an idea and I wanna write it down on the piano right away, that I can skip the step of trying to figure out what those notes are on the piano. So if I hear a melody like, right? Then I know it's E, F sharp, D, C sharp, D, B. I don't have to click that out on the piano and do that. And that might take someone, you know, a few seconds with relative pitch to do that. But aside from that, that's the only thing, the only benefit to having perfect pitch in that sense. Um, again, I think having the, the, the concept of relative pitch and being able to tell you know, different notes apart from each other, which notes are higher, which notes are lower, the actual distances between the notes. And that's why being familiar with your major and minor scales is so important. Um, but yeah, being familiar with that is even more important than having perfect pitch. Again, per having perfect pitch can be a curse um, if, if it's not used properly, right? So ideally, train your relative pitch first. Even if you do have perfect pitch, that does not necessarily mean you can make music, you know, just because you can identify notes doesn't mean you can like play back by ear perfectly or anything like that. Like you might be able to hear a melody, but you might not necessarily know what chord is being played in the left hand. You might be able to identify the notes and then play the chord from that. But knowing how the chords and the melodies are related together is the ideal combination. And that's something that um, is 
built up through ear training and um, and even sight reading as well. Um, but yeah, ear training like intervals, testing chord progressions, uh, listening to chord qualities, um, doing things like that. Those are all elements of ear training that are as extremely essential, I think, to composing music um, on the on the fly and not being hindered by your lack of um, ear training. So hope that makes sense. That is basically my thoughts on having perfect pitch. And if it helps with composing, in summary, yes, it can help, but only if your relative pitch is developed to the point where, you know, once you hear a certain combination of notes, you can quickly identify what they are on the piano or on your instrument. And the, the perfect pitch can just help you identify the notes even quicker. But that's the really the only benefit to that. So thank you so very much for watching. My question for you is, um, do you have perfect pitch? And if so, does it help you in your composing? If not, do you miss it sometimes? Are you jealous of people for a break perfect pitch? Or um, or are you totally satisfied with, you know, just having relative pitch? Because again, that's all you really need. And before you go, I, I want to give you again my composer's toolkit. That is a completely free guide talking about the essentials of composition, all the tools you'll need to start writing orchestral music right away. So thank you very much for watching. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And uh, let me know if you have any other suggestions for different topics to talk about. Super excited to uh, go on that journey with you. Anyway, see you in the next one. Bye-bye.